Jason, your haircut looks amazing. Thank you. I got it yesterday. Actually, I need, it does, it today. It does look very fresh. <laughs> I need one really badly. Does it show up on Spotify? The people will know based on the confidence in your voice that you just got a haircut. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Should we let the, the music drop? Should we introduce the pod? God, yeah. dude, I might have to poop during this. <laughs> Did you drop yet? <laughs> Yeah, the, the poop dropped in the <laughs> toilet, and that's actually a good. Before the show gets started, we can we can introduce Glade as our sponsor again. Um, Apple just, cinnamon is my. That's smell, a little strange. Is it, it is like it, is that it seasonal or is it is it all, always apple cinnamon? Like if you're in the springtime, is it still apple cinnamon or is it a fall vibe? Uh, I definitely bought it in the fall once, and then I still ha- don't use it very often. Oh, so it's, it's on like <laughs> year four and a half. It's been it's been a year. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, welcome to the podcast. This is week four of fantasy football, week three of the Pipeline Fantasy Pod, PFP for show. This is your host, Grant Whittington, joined with my co-host, as always, Commissioner Jake Gaines. Jake, say what's up. Howdy. And we also have a super, super special guest, the calculated, the voice of reason, Jason Ross. Jason Dobkin, welcome. What's up, everyone? Thanks for having me. Um, I am the owner of I Root for Injuries. The Shame. Name is, the name is self-explanatory. Actually, because just, I root for injuries. So the reason you root for injuries, I tell people this often, is because you think that it's smarter for a, a player to get injured. They're saving their brain for later in their, their life, right? Yeah, as a lifelong, for talking lifelong impact, if you get injured and it's not a head injury, then overall it's pretty good for you. And if it also helps my fantasy team, and that is also good. But, but the players are losing their earning potential. They are, but then they're also losing their brain when they play. So we don't have to get into it. <laughs> so so if, the, if, if we had more characters allowed, would it be I root for injuries, comma, except for concussions? Is that fair to say? That might be something that I would, that I would do, even though that's a ridiculous name. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Jason's former team names involved concussions as well. <laughs> Way back in the day. Oh, Way back Will in the Smith. Keeper. What was yeah, it, Will Smith? Will Smith from, Smith from King- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, the, tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> from, the, from the Keeper days. This, I will say, this, this podcast is actually getting harder and harder to produce because just to keep on, on the, the team name trend, all of the team names are shifting, whether it's in response to the podcast Except for Team Spec, I do respect not having Team Spec change his name, even though I've given him what nine great suggestions by now. Well, I think now's the time. He's is going to be pushed come this week because he was. He said he had he had things in mind, and he's waiting for oh my gosh, that's streak, juicy. And the losing streak, the losing streak is here. So yeah, put up, and honestly, put up that's the same. I, I said last week that my name was Grant's guys got game instead of Grant's good guys got game, and I actually went into the league settings and noticed that I did have the characters allotted like I, I could make it grants guys got game, grants good guys got game the, the 5g um but i'm riding a hot streak your boys four and oh so um definitely couldn't make that switch yet 
Jake, would you like to do the honors and give us a, a brief recap of why we're here, what we're talking about? Oh, yeah, we're here because fantasy football, baby. Everybody loves it, including us. The league's buzzing. The league's buzzing with, with talk. Buzzing. They're buzzing. And, you know, we got, we got a very competitive, although uh, <laughs> a lot of people are, 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 are on the sell train right now, but we've got a very competitive league of 12 folks in a, in a dynasty league with a super flex. Uh, this is our second year. And we're really hitting our stride. I think we've had 21 trades processed in this current league year which is processed that uh, was was that it was that an early at at the sean and and shraff i was just trying to be accurate but we'll (laughs) we'll get we'll get to it uh but yeah the league's hidden stride so let's uh we can we can roll into week four uh this league is this league is so fun just to to harp on that for a second. I'm, I'm having a great time. Um, it's easy to say that sitting at four and I'm going to mention that I'm four and like 11,000 times because my team is what eighth in scoring, but I'm four and great fantasy defense. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think you say four and anymore. I think you just say undefeated. I'm, I'm an, I'm an eight point. I'm an eight point team. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to ride the hockey points. Oh, forgot to explain. Oh, we also, eight point team. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we made the transition thanks to uh, Jason Dobkin actually on the show today was, was the, uh, the originator of this. And we no longer operate under your standard uh, win loss standings. We, we, we uh, embraced the NHL and, and we go by what we call hockey points. So you get two points if you win every week and then you get a, uh, you have one point if you finish in the top six, in scoring, but don't win your matchup. So, and it's we'll been, it's been really exciting. It's, it's I was great. waiting. I was waiting for the uh, to get credit for that on the podcast. So, so thank you. Oh, we were saving it for when you actually had. had <laughs> okay, uh, good, good. Yeah, we're here to respond. I was afraid you forgot. Great contribution. Well done. Let's thank dive you. into the trade reactions. We had two trades that were processed, and one trade that kind of fell through at the last minute, which we'll talk about. Um, just going in chronological order, we can start with the Sean and Shrey trade that started the week. Um, so, Gaines, you want to go through what the trade actually was? Yeah, so early last week, uh, Sean traded Devonta Freeman to Shrey. So that's uh, – God, I don't know his name anymore. He changes it all the time. Scotty Miller, 4.3. Oh, I was going to say both of them. guys. <laughs> Trey, Trey, Trey's team Scotty is Killa. named after Scotty Killa and Sean's team. What, what, oh, a whole bunch of yucky yuck after, after the pod. Totally forgot what it was. So a whole bunch of yucky yuck got surprisingly not yuckier, I would say, in this trade. So For sure. <laughs> Devon, so yeah, once again, to, be, to clarify, since I stumbled upon my words, but, uh, <laughs> Sean traded Devonta Freeman to Shrey for Devonte Parker and a fourth round pick. So we got two Devontas. Devontes spelled differently, sound probably differently. Uh, what do you think, Jason? I think that getting rid of Devonta Freeman alone is probably a win. So the fact that he got something back for him is not yucky. I think it's pretty good for Sean. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, I mean, I wrote in the group me, but knee jerk reaction. 
um, Sean crushed the trade. And then as we've had, you know, five days, six days to digest the trade even more, Sean murdered the trade. So I just, I think Devonta Freeman is like, should have been his namesake. He's Mr. Yucky Yuck. So to get him off the team and then get actually really tangible, good value. I mean, fourth round pick is kind of moot, but Devonte Parker is an easy flex starter week in and week out. And then, I mean, he performed this week too. So good return it's kind of, already. It's kind of weird that, that the fourth round pick was added on to on the Devonte Parker side and not the Devonte Freeman side. Sean you know loves I mean? fourth round picks. Yeah, the very those are useful fourth round picks. Sean's very like, there's high, no way. There's no way I do this deal unless there's a fourth round pick in there. <laughs> I don't even think about. I don't even consider fourth round picks. <laughs> they don't exist to me. Yeah, well, we're we're we might be getting rid of the fifth round, so I guess the fourth round will will have Mister Irrelevant in there. Fourth round, some of the picks this year. Who was in the fourth round this year? There were some good picks in the fourth round. There were a couple good there picks were. in the fourth round, I feel like. Was Josh um, Kelly fourth round? Uh, he was probably Sean's yeah. third round pick. No, 401. Oh, never mind. So that's fourth the round, fourth round picks are everything. Yeah, Jay Sternberger. Jason, that was a pretty good selection. He's about to be dropped. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was a fourth round pick. He's looking good. Yeah, Gabby. He's playing well. So, yeah, I don't know, fourth-round picks, you know. The problem is that there's not a whole lot of roster spots to, you know, sign them to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a week-to-week deal, like a 10-day contract for fourth-round picks. But, yeah, all in all, I'm pretty sure – well, I can confidently say that, in my opinion, Sean won the trade. The only downfall is that he missed a chance to get three Devontas all spelled differently on his roster. So, that was, a, that was a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. He'll be, he'll yeah. be it was it's that one a new a new name could have could have easily borne itself. Like I mean, his, his he should have a new name because after this trade, he's I think he's gone from a whole bunch of yucky yuck to a whole bunch of yucky yuck with no <laughs> Y. Uh, to a little bit less yucky yuck. <laughs> a whole bunch still, of yucky but, yuck, but I still pretty it. yucky. Yeah, still pretty yucky. We'll get to that later. He made a, made a few few moves up the uh, power ranking chart, but don't want to spoil anything. So we can move on to the Kinser and RJ trade, which happened, what was it, Thursday evening, I believe. Yep. And Kinser got Kenny Galladay and Steph Diggs for AJ Brown, Jerry Judy, and Nikhil Harry. So an exclusively wide receiver trade. Jason, what are your thoughts on this? I think it just—I think it just makes sense. I think it's—it's it's nice for Kinser that he was able to upgrade at wide receiver and without giving up any picks at all. Those, those, that's one of the luxuries of having having a deep team. Yeah, and I think it makes sense for RJ too. He—he's tanking. He made his team worse right now, especially because AJ Brown is injured, which is also why it's good for Kinser. And then he just he got younger, which is what you're supposed to do when you're when you're tanking. So Jerry Judy was drafted by RJ, and then he gave him up in the deal to get Daniel Jones, and he got Henry Ruggs. So now he has full possession of the Alabama wide receiver class of 2020, at least the first rounders. There's probably a slot guy drafted there too that I'm forgetting. Um, I know that RJ was after picks. I think he settled for Nikhil Harry instead of maybe a second. I don't think he was getting a first rounder out of this. Um, 
but any picks that come from Kinser is theoretically a mid to late pick anyways. So I'm fine with uh, the Nikhil Harry swap. Gaines, do you, have you watched a lot of Nikhil? I have. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Nikhil Harry. I don't think so. many Pats fans are. I was talking to a, a Pats fan this weekend and he was like, yeah, he kind of sucks. So I wouldn't. Yeah. So I think I agree with both of you guys. I think the trade kind of makes sense for both teams from a, uh, from a context standpoint, uh, Kenny Galladay and Stephon Diggs look like guys that will definitely contribute this year and help mm-hmm. Kinser win, you know, have a nice playoff run. I, I like AJ Brown. I don't love AJ Brown. I know a lot of people love AJ Brown. I don't love AJ Brown. So, uh, but I do love Jerry Judy. So I don't know. So Jerry Judy is basically Stephon Diggs light, right? He's just a four years younger version of Stephon Diggs. I don't think he's as elusive though. I mean, he's, he's more of a uh, possession, like great route running receiver, right? I could be completely wrong also. I mean, I think Stephon Diggs is known as one of the best route runners in the league. So oh, that's okay. kind of why I said that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I picture Stephon Diggs as more of like a shifty open field guy. I think Jerry um, Judy is like that too. Yeah. Yeah. But it should be, it should also probably be said that, I mean, you look at Jerry Judy and Nikhil Harry, both not sure things. So like, I think it needs to be said that, I mean, RJ is doing the right thing in his tank, but he his the players also have to hit because he's, yeah. I mean, he is dead last in the dynasty rankings. Yeah. So, and, and noteworthy that he gave up two of his strongest assets in Kenny Galladay and Stefan Diggs. And the biggest disappointment for me from this trade for RJ is that he didn't get any running backs in return. Cause that's somewhere he's really shallow at and he got potential stars at wide receiver, but wide receivers are just more common. So, uh, I mean, Kinser, I guess, didn't have much depth to spare at running back position, but I would have liked to see RJ come away with a, a running back in, in this trade. Um, I think that would have evened it out a little bit more. I, I like the deal for Kinser more, I think. I agree. I think I think that trade significantly helps Kinser. It's, it's, it's not like Kenny Galladay and Stephon Diggs are old either. <laughs> They're 26 years old. Kenny Galladay yeah. is in the league for three years. Oh, the next three years, it's it's going to be great for Kinser. But I think RJ, he probably – I mean, I know he was mulling his options and talking to a lot of people mm-hmm. for this. I I know he wanted picks too, so – it sounds like this is maybe just the best thing that he could have gotten. I think RJ's deal with Steve last week was a play for a running back, just not one that he has right now. Right, for sure. And he doesn't really have a need at quarterback anymore, seeing that Herbert's playing really well and he has Jordan Love in the fold. So, or, yeah. Is that his name, Jordan Love? Why that feels so wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's move to the third and final trade, the one that didn't come to fruition, that was done Monday early evening, late afternoon, between Sean and Schraff. Sean found a need in his lineup after Devontae Adams uh, was reportedly out. So he was shuffling to find a guy to replace him as his last starting flex position. He had Jamal Williams on the bench, but he wanted to upgrade because he thought that the win was in reach going against Feck in a tight matchup and just wanted to solidify the victory. So in doing so, he tried to acquire Julian Edelman. So the trade that was on the table was Julian Edelman and two fourth round picks 
Sean loves fourth round picks, for a second round pick and Ito Smith. And Gaines, you want to go through why that trade did not go through? Yeah, so it was just a logistical yeah. thing. You're, uh, we, we, we process trades when they happen as long as they can be processed in ESPN. The problem was that Josh Gordon was locked into Sean's IR spot, even though he was not eligible. And he couldn't drop him because he was locked. So it was really just he – got, he got handcuffed there. Well, it, wasn't it, it because Josh Gordon's um, tag as an RI – IR person got lifted like five minutes before the Seahawks kicked off. Yeah. He was, he was in compliant five minutes before kickoff. <sighs> That's insane. Gotta be, gotta be aware. I, I also don't think it was strictly a move for the night. Like, like I think Sean wanted Julian Edelman because he also wanted death. Like, I don't think it's hard to, like he obviously wasn't just going to sell a second well, round pick for Julian Edelman for one night. Well, yeah, right? for sure. But why, <laughs> so why isn't he making that deal now? Why is Sean stalling? It's getting cold feet. It's a great question. I think it's because Julian Edelman had a bad game yesterday, and I think it's because people kind of shat on him in the group me after the trade was prematurely announced. Yeah. And I think he's, I think he's getting a little bit rattled. And I don't know. I mean, he played Jamal Williams. Nothing theoretically. If this was a play, so from Trapp's perspective, this was obviously a long-term play. He wanted to get Edelman off of his team while he's old, while he had the chance to get whatever he can get back. Um, so he wasn't focused. He was in a, in a contest with RJ this week, uh, battle for, for the number one overall pick. Sell and it. so that trade wasn't really with the intention of being a short, you know, that wasn't with the intent to lose his matchup with RJ. It was, he wanted to get rid of Edelman while he can and get, get his return. And I feel like Sean's the same way. Yeah. Like I wanted to hear, he wanted to, you know, win that week, but, he still wanted to, he's, he's been saying he wants to compete. So he was trying to, he was making his moves to compete. Like if, I don't know, it just doesn't make it. It's kind of weird. He won anyway. So I don't know why he would back out now that he can make the move other than being talked out of it by people. I mean, the reaction was quite <laughs> uh, in favor I mean, of, of Shraff. So I mean, didn't Shraff say on the podcast that he was going to have to like be on the sinking ship with Julian Edelman. And then, he got the chance to get a second round pick for him. Yeah. yeah we he feel- made the deal and the deal was made. It was agreed on. It was just, yeah, that sucks. I feel bad for Shraff. To be honest, I mean, feel like I he th- made his deal and, <laughs> and he got, he got exactly what he needed. And yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was incredibly lucky to get that. So Sean probably just thought about it again. In addition to the bad yeah. game and was like, eh, maybe not. And Shraff made a really good point about Julian Edelman may have not performed that well because management, like he, he didn't have a, a clear, a clear mind that game. You know, he didn't know whether he was moving to Yucktown or, or if he was, if he was staying in the homoerotic acid trip. Land. And he would have, but he would have been reunited with his buddy, Tom Brady. I thought that would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he, he was probably more disappointed than anyone. Julian Edelman, that he wasn't moving to team yucky, 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 yucky. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough for the trades. Let us move to the hasty reactions from week three. Let's go. Let's dive into these matchups a little bit. Um, Up first, we have Shrey versus Will, which is Scotty Killer. Scotty Killer, 4.3 wheels, and his parentheses is Bucks. (laughs) 
<laughs> Scotty Killer, 4.3 wheels versus Enemy of the Pod. Look at that, that slander. That's a good name. It is pretty good. Friend of the pod. Um, not sure. Do we, do we rag on Will often? I mean, his team sucks. Uh, it was so. a direct. He, he wanted to be called the friend of the pod, and I, I said that I want our pod to be original and not make jokes off of other people's pods. And then he oh, okay. is now the enemy of the pod. <laughs> I actually kind of like I might have that. taken offense. I don't know. I was just making a point. It's funny. We're not, we're not your average pod. No, we're not. This is quite an exceptional pod. Our viewers range all the way from the U.S. to Singapore. And no other places, but just those two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this matchup was really surprising. Wow, we're starting off on probably my favorite matchup of the week. Um, Will was a goner. He didn't really stand much of a chance to win this week, maybe intentionally going into the last, uh, going into Monday night. His biggest need has been tight end all year, and he's just been looking for answers. And boy, did he get one on Monday night in Tanyan. You know his first name, Grant? No, it's loading. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Ryan? Robert. Robert, Robert. Robert okay. Tanyan. He should enjoy that Robert Tanyan performance because it's, I don't think it's going to happen again. I, I knew his last name. That's, that's impressive. He's, he's had touchdowns in the past three games, Jason. You don't think it's going to continue? You don't think there's, an, I, I don't don't, think there's a chance there? I mean, obviously there's a chance. But, I mean, when's the last time – I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong because I don't pay that much attention to actual football. But when's the last time a Packers tight end has yeah. actually provided consistent production? Drew Michael, Drew Michael Finley, 2011 probably. There we go. I was right. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't know if I was right or not. So that's good that I was right. Well, so this was, this, this was the most electric game ever because watching it unfold and watching Shrey just absolutely collapse was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in Groovy. Yeah, it was incredible. It was, it was like Perfect. one after another. He had Odell Beckham go this week and put up a Bonkers. ton of points. He, he got, he got off to too. It was really fun to watch OBJ. Yeah, OBJ looked great. I don't know if he can put this up every week, but he, he was out to a huge lead. The Melvin Gordon revenge game uh, got his week started <laughs> off, and Melvin Gordon put up, what, 25 points against his former team, uh, the enemy of the pod, and – Enemy Will was also sitting – I mean, Shrey, Shrey was sitting in a really good position, too. He saw, you know, Nick Mullins, Nick Chubb, JT, well, DJ Moore all underperform, especially with Nick Chubb going out. He must have – and OBJ in that same game. I mean, if you just watched the, the Dallas-Cleveland game, you would have thought Shrey's team was going to win by 150. And that's even with both of Shrey's quarterbacks on the, uh, the COVID game. He had – Roethlisberger and Tannehill both out. So yeah, he, was, yeah. he, he was forced into a – I mean, sure, was starting Greg Ward and Curtis Samuel. I know you're a Curtis Samuel fan after, after our pod <laughs> last week, Grant. But an, an MVS. Like, I, like, that just didn't look like a great week for Shrey, but he came out firing. It looked like he was going to have – looks like he was going to take it and then – Well, MVS seemed like a great start too, with, with Devontae Adams out. Yeah. And the, Alan all the Robert Tanyan points. But, All the Robert Tanyan points. Yeah. Rodgers was just slinging it to Tanyan. He had tunnel vision to Tanyan. Tanyan tunnel vision. I also money. think people have, someone has, people have said 
MVS is looking like a great start, like 40 <laughs> times in the past two years, and maybe it happened once. Also, I do not understand this. He didn't start Scotty Miller again. Yeah. Scotty Miller's on his bench. He had six potential spots for him since he played the OP. Especially with Godwin out. Like, yeah, this, wh- this was this the Scotty Miller week. Yeah, no Deontay Johnson on a bye. I don't know why. I don't know how you can call yourself Scotty Killer and not let him rip. That must have been a really tough decision, though, to go Greg Ward instead of he either had Scotty or Devonta Freeman. I imagine Shrey was sitting on that for a long time. And sorry, man, he just he just made the wrong the wrong call. The, I, the it pod was in his head. It wouldn't have the flipped. pod was in his head. I guess it wouldn't have flipped the outcome. Yeah, because it was a, what a ten point oh. 10 point difference. Yeah. It would have made it a real nail biter though. That third, that third Tanyan touchdown would have stung even more. So maybe Shrey did the right thing actually. Funny because um, Shrey's, Shrey's emotional reactions mid game are literally, they're like, as soon as the play ends, there's a message. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even look for flags or the review. Yeah. He's just, he's in there. And it's a real shame too. Cause most of us are streaming. So he actually spoils a lot of plays for me, at least. But Jason, it's all in good fun. That Marvin Jones uh, score of 1.4 has to make you feel pretty good about selling him, huh? Yeah, it makes me feel good. But also, he is going to score four touchdowns next week. But it, 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 it no, does not make next me feel week. Good. He's on a bye next week. Maybe two weeks. <laughs> the week after. I mean, this is what he does. Marvin Jones, he he goes six two two four forty. So. <laughs> I mean, Trey just, I mean, he's got to be good enough to actually take advantage of that and have it work well for him. But I'd be nervous if I was him, and I'm very happy. That is a really good point, though, Jake, that you made earlier where no team was affected more. Actually, your team was was hit kind of hard by the COVID games also. But losing two quarterbacks, it's really hard to bounce back from that. You consider having depth at the quarterback position in this league if you have three quarterbacks. Trey has three good startable solid quarterbacks and it's just tough that two of them happen to to be facing off against each other when when the game was postponed so Jason do you have any other comments about I guess we, we haven't really talked about Will's team aside from Robert Tanyan uh, <laughs> is there anything else to say anything, anything that jumps out of you I mean I mean here's the thing Will is currently sitting in a playoff spot right now he's got five five hockey points so I feel like I don't know. What do people think? I mean, before the Chubb injury, there is definitely a world in which Will can make the playoffs. And definitely, I mean, he's got several excellent dynasty pieces, but he's just not all the way there. But his team is exciting. He's got exciting players. I like a lot of them. Yeah, his team's fun to watch. Brennan Ayuk is really good. Um, Had a really good game Sunday night. And... DJ Shark, I mean, he traded. This is the DJ Shark revenge game also. This is the, right. That was the trade, right? Melvin Gordon for, for Shark and... And a third. And a third? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, they, I both, like, they both played extremely well, actually. Yeah, yeah. They, they were approximately identical. Yeah. So if you account for that extra third-round pick that was provided in consideration for Shrey, <laughs> then you'll uh, maybe come out even there. I wonder if Trey's third-round pick put up 1.2 points. <laughs> Rodrigo yeah, Blankenship slowly becoming the best kicker yeah. in the NFL. I mean, the, the amount of drives that stall for the Colts at, like, the 10-yard line is astounding, and he's, he's taken advantage of it. 
He's the number two two ranked kicker right now. What a pickup, yeah. Will. Let's go. Good pickup. Good pickup. Well done. Good he's going to carry you to the championship. Yeah, he's going to make up all those Nick Chubb points. <laughs> well, uh, I guess one. I guess one other thing. Um, not really about the matchup, but since Austin Eckler got hurt, Shrey has Justin Jackson. So that's something to be happy about. Yes, and I looked. He's projected 10 points next week, especially with uh, Josh Kelly did not play well at all. Yeah, Lost a really costly fumble. Um, so he may be on the blacklist. Not actually because they only have two running backs now. But Good show. yeah, Justin Jackson should definitely see more action next week. Do you know? Do you know the extent of that injury, Chase? Um, it just said it's a hammy, but it just said several, multiple weeks. I think you can expect him to miss like four to sixes. Mm-hmm. I think what I read. Okay, that's a bummer too. I really like Austin Eckler. Me too. Birthday twin. Um, no, but you root for injuries, man. You had it coming. I do. It's, it's bittersweet. <laughs> All right, let's move to the second matchup. The second matchup that we want to highlight is Benjamin Speckelstein versus Seanson Barnson-Sinsons. Um, we have Team Speck versus Team Yuckity Yuck. whole bunch of Yuckity Yuck. Yucky Yuck. Why, why do I say Yuckity? It sounds better that way, right? Yuckity Yuck. Yuckity Yuck. Yeah, Sh- think- even, Sean can't even get his team name right. <laughs> whole bunch of Yucky Yuck out of here. I think, I think Yucky Yuck is better. Then yuckety. Yeah, like, like yuckety. <laughs> yuckety. <laughs> Let the record show. Um, all right, let's go to that matchup. It was kind of a blowout in the end. It's it seemed like going into Monday night that it was going to be you know a neck and neck matchup, and Team Spec put up another disappointing performance back to back weeks, relying on the Ravens and Falcons to to show out, and unfortunately, you know what happened with Julio Jones had a had the hammy. Um, and was pulled at halftime, but didn't have much production before that. And then Calvin Ridley, a very uncharacteristic goose egg. Don't even know what to say about that because I love Calvin Ridley so much, and he's been balling out this year. I guess the Packers just zeroed in on him. Yeah, I I think with Spec putting up another dud, um, I don't want to come in too hot, but I think that the past two weeks show that he could very well miss the playoffs again. Ooh. Don't want to come in too hot, said Mr. Hot. That was a that was intense, Jason. Well, this is just kind of what happens. I'm, I think yeah. eight, eight of his ten players are Ravens or Falcons. This is just – this is what can happen. It's kind of like there are boomer bust players. He's a boomer bust team. Yeah, he very much is. Absolutely. And you don't want to catch Spec on his boom day. Oh, but the boom is the boom is like the biggest boom you've ever seen. Yeah. Which I don't I don't want that to go. Team boom boom. Boomity boom boom. But it sucks for him. And Yucky Yuck putting up one seventy four is Yeah, I mean you're probably not gonna beat that anyway. No, you're not gonna win many games going against one seventy four. Sean's team absolutely balled out this week. So upset upset of the week, hands down. I mean, Speck was supposed to win this one by, by a handy amount. So the, table, yeah. the turntables have turned. There are brighter days ahead for Speck, especially looking at Kareem Hunt's um, yeah. situation now that Nick Chubb is out for at least – or he's placed on IR, so he's out at least three weeks. They're, they're thinking it's like a four- to six-week injury, right? 
It was an MCL. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, the blueprint's here. The blueprint yeah. is now here to beat spec. All you have to do is score more points than <laughs> Wow. Catch him on a bad week. Catch him on a bad week for the Falcons and the Ravens. He's done for. But once again, Jason said, you know, like, you, you don't want to catch him on his boom week. And I will, and we, I can talk about this a little bit later in the power rankings, but I still don't want to face spec. Spec is the last team that I want to play any week. I don't, it terrifies me because the Ravens and the Falcons put up points. You can't just yeah. like rely, just hope that you're going to be lucky. And it's especially pretty with paralyzing Kareem Hunt, watching Especially them. with Kareem Hunt now, the Browns just rushed for 307 yards the other week with <laughs> like, and now there's no Nick Chubb. Well, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a run for his offense. Kareem Hunt looks, is a former rushing champion. So got to see what uh, Julio Jones' situation is. Got to get his legs right. He doesn't have, who, who would be this, the fill in for Julio? Oh, he's got, he's got bodies, man. Yeah. That's he's got, yeah, he's got depth. Spec's Jarvis got Landry bodies. is on the pine. Yeah. He's Trey Smith had a great game. JK Dobbins. He's got his, uh, his Ravens running backs. Yeah. If he figures out which one of them is the starter. That's a, yeah, a tough flip of a coin each week. JK Dobbins with 2.2. Uh, Mark Ingram, 10.2. So that can make or break a matchup later down the line. George Kittle, 33 points. George Kittle confirmed good football player. Good hair, good smile, good chin hair. Yeah, he Tom had Brady such also. a good game. He was also targeted so many, 15 times. He caught all 15 of his targets, though. Fifth, oh, my gosh, the stat line. 15 receptions, 183 yards, and a tutty. That's ridiculous. Even and, and just, you know, add a carry for eight yards. Why not? Unbelievable. George Kittle, the most coveted tight end in the league, I would say. Him and Kelsey, obviously. But Sean finally starting Jarek McKinnon. Not sure if he actually started him last week. Uh, I don't he think didn't, he did. right? Yeah, that was he, like he the managerial faux pas of the week. Uh, listened to the pod, benched T.Y. Hilton. Half listened to the pod. Still started A.J. Green. Instead of LaVisca and, I mean, Latavius Murray, who knew he would pop off, but. I mean, A.J. Green gets benched after this week, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. So So it's actually a great trade, again, for Sean, getting Devontae Parker, getting more more, uh, depth from the wide receiver position. And obviously he has Devontae Adams on his bench, too. So he'll be back next week, I'm sure. Also, it's good for Sean to see Teddy Bridgewater putting up points after Mitch got benched because he needed yeah, somebody to put up points in that, in that super flex spot. So I don't know. So, Brighter, so what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah. I don't know. but at the same time, I'm still not digging it. It's still yucky. Like it's still, it's still fairly yucky in my eyes. <laughs> and he's trying um, and he's trading to get older. So he's looking for it. Like well, his the, threshold the, is the, like Devante 33 Parker, years old or, or older. The Devontae Parker trade was like significantly made his team better, even though Devontae Parker has been in the league for five or years and people still think he's young. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's 27. <laughs> but I mean, he's got, he's got the goat. So. God, and he was unbelievable this week. All right. What's next? Let's see. What's next? We got the loser matchup between Robert John and Schraff and Pants. So Reverend we have Walton and the homo and our and former guest homo Yep. Schraff will be back too. He was he was a good guest. Positive reviews. Thanks for joining the pod, Schraff. Means a lot. 
but the analytics, the analytics are down. I think we're, we need to figure out how to work. Yeah. Numbers are down, but we're, we're, we're more of an eye test squad anyways. So the eye test was there. Wow. Only took, only took a half hour to get to the eye test. (laughs) Giraffe sounded very extremely prepared for the podcast. He came with a lot of great football points and he talked about scheme and targets. (laughs) Are you nervous about how you'll, you'll be compared to Giraffe? How do you think you're doing? (laughs) I don't, I think I'm doing, it remains to be seen, but I think I'm not failing. That's how I think I'm doing. That is the name of the game. That's what Gaines and I shoot for. We have like a a three minute prep call and we're like, just let's not fail today on this pod. But passing the eye test right now with that haircut. (laughs) Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Jason got a haircut and he's extremely handsome. I also think it would be the ear test, not the eye test for the, for the pod. Yeah. You do have a sexy ass voice. Um, Speaking of sexy, let's talk about the homoerotic acid trip. They won, much to their disappointment, I bet, because this was the race for first pick. This was the race for Trevor Lawrence game, and Schraff put up a whopping 110 points, and it was enough to beat RJ's 97 points. Um, The leaders on Schraff's team were the QB position, which is really encouraging to see. Aaron Rodgers has been just toying with defenses all year with absolutely no weapons he's unbelievable 36 years old looks better than ever and then Deshaun Watson nice to see him finally get going and maybe brighter days ahead again without Bill O'Brien I don't know what that has to do with like how Deshaun Watson plays but he here is Randy Bullock Randy Bullock (laughs) went off and probably he did Randy Bullock essentially lost draft this game that he desperately wanted to lose. Um, and I, I was kind of pissed because I wanted Brandy Bullock on my team this week. <laughs> I put a waiver claim in. And uh, even after the pod last week, when we told Trap that he should keep Jason Myers because he, because Russell Wilson scores touchdowns because we were doing him a favor. We were like, dude, Jason Myers is a pretty bad kicker. You should keep him around. And he <laughs> dropped him and picked up Randy Bullock. who just lost in this game. So yeah, it really can't no, – no one to blame but himself here for this one. <laughs> yeah, and that was a 13-point difference because you're looking at the other the other team. Greg Zerline had two points yeah, Randy, to, to Randy Bullock's 15. Dak Prescott towards touchdowns too. So RJ's got a, got a great kicker there too. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is just – I'm sure Shraff is pissed because he – look at his running backs. We thought RJ's running backs were terrible but the Shrafts are a lot worse, especially uh, going forward. He's probably pissed. I mean, the thing, though, is, well, Shraff is Leonard Fournette, so you got to hope that. But he's, he's pretty set at receiver moving forward. Yeah. Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, and he's got Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins who have looked great in back-to-back weeks. So, and then you're forgetting and also. Debo, and Debo Samuel and Sutton. Sutton that I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so, more than set at receiver. I think he, you could argue he has the best situation in the whole league. And he, to be fair, he said it. He's kind of set a quarterback too with Deshaun Watson, and it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is getting any worse. So he should buy. Older. Well, I'm just saying he's in position to. If RJ is in position to buy Trevor Lawrence, to get Trevor Lawrence, then Shraft is going to be in position to get the best running back on the board in next year's draft, and that should significantly help his team, especially with Leonard Fournette coming back. He could be a he could be a one year turnaround kind of guy, and he already yeah. has another two first round picks. 
Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really good point. Schraff doesn't necessarily need the number one pick to really change his franchise. Cause I think they're there they're, They have, there's clear talent on this roster. Um, especially Deshaun Watson's a, a pretty good quarterback to, to build around. And like you said, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So also Justin love. Jefferson is amazing. He just like came on the scene super hot last week, had 27 fantasy points this week, put up another hundred yard receiving outing. So 12.3 fantasy points. Dude can dance. Yeah. Good dancer. Got the moves. Moving Trap through. also, he, like, even if Drew Brees retires coming into next year, he doesn't even necessarily need to start a quarterback in the super flex just because of how many wide receivers he's going to have. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And he Two has, first round picks and and he has round pick, so. Jake, Jake from State Farm on his bench, too. So, yeah, it's a, it's a reload. It's a reload, not a rebuild for, for Shraff. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, on RJ's side, Jerry Judy, Nikhil Harry made their debut. Played pretty well. Combined for more points than RJ probably even wanted out of them. Uh, RJ's rookies showed a lot of promise this week. Jerry Judy and Justin Herbert looked really good. His Giants, though, did not show a lot of promise, which is not good. No, Darius Slayton's gone way downhill after that incredible week one performance. After putting up 25 fantasy points, he's put up five, 4.8, 4.8, and 6.3. So not sure if that's cause for concern or if the Giants' offense just like isn't humming at all because Saquon's out. They're still trying to figure out their running back situation. Uh, Sterling Shepard's out, which you thought may have led to an uptick in Darius Slayton, but hasn't proven. Oh, and also Golden Tate, yeah. Didn't even yeah four fantasy I mean, points. We'll see next week when the Giants play that atrocious Dallas defense. Yes, if, if they're really bad or if there's promise there, because I can see Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton having a big week next week. I'd be scared about whoever's facing RJ. Yes, also noteworthy. You might, that. You might only win by forty. <laughs> uh, Devin Singletary has been the cowbell back since Zach Moss has been inactive the last two weeks and has lived up to it. Had 14.1 fantasy points and 16.1 in consecutive weeks. So scored a touchdown, too. It was the first rushing touchdown for the Bills by a guy not named Josh Allen since week eight of last year, I believe. And it was Devin Singletary in week eight of last year also. So He looks good. He looks he good. He does. He's good. I, I love the Devin Singletary screen is one of my favorite plays. It's really fun to watch him go. It's like him and Alvin Kamara have, have the juice. It gets you all those Josh Allen passing yards oh, that weren't earned. <laughs> give me more JA passing yards. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about him also. Antonio and, Brown. Are we, is he selling? Should RJ sell Antonio Brown? No. <laughs> His value is a fifth round pick. An extinct That's, fifth rounder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd spend a fifth on him. He picked up Darius Geist, though. <laughs> that could pay off. He's got a type. <laughs> Why not, right? He's got a type. <laughs> oh, wow. Kellen, or, uh, Kalen Balaj is a free agent, too. RJ owns three free agents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure one of them has to pay off, right? I'm a free agent, also. I should be on, <laughs> on his roster. Um, let's move to Jake, your matchup. Gaines versus McCollum, the matchup of, of besties. This is a blast. It's a blast. It's what it's all about. 
it's just blast. guys facing each other. Good matchup in, in my mind. This is a hockey point matchup right here where the loser got a point. Yeah, I think um, this is like collectively the lowest. It has to be the lowest scoring week from like 131 points in week pass hasn't earned a hockey point, has it? But this well, week it has. It's all dependent, really. I guess that's the threshold if, kind of. It's, it's, it's more about if there's low scoring matchups than if there's high scoring people. You that's what, what I mean, mean though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, I wonder low, if 131 matchups. Yeah. I wonder if 131 is the lowest hockey point earned. But nonetheless, Steve walks can, away with a point. Look back. Gains you put up 146, had a pretty good outing. Were you happy all in all with your team's performance? Yeah, I mean, I was in a bind with James Conner and Derrick Henry on COVID by um and then on top of that, Corey Davis was my first backup who also was on COVID by. And then I got kind of nervous because Sony Michelle was probably my next man up and he was IR'd. And then they were, looked like they were going to be on COVID by. And Tyreek looked like he was going to be on COVID by. And I got really nervous uh, on Saturday morning. But it made me promote CD Lamb, who I inserted into my lineup with, and he showed out. So. I started both of my first round rookies, CD Lamb and DeAndre Swift this week, and they both scored touchdowns and made me a very, very happy person. Yeah, just, your your team is really scary. <laughs> it just speaks to how good Gaines' team is and why he's hopefully number one in the power rankings this week. Just like to lose that many people and still you look at his lineup and it's like that's still a pretty good lineup and that was down three people that he was not allowed to start. And three stars. I mean, Derrick Henry. Yeah, RB1, well, RB2. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's disgusting. Your running back situation is is great. Your wide receiver situation is great. There's my really... quarterbacks showed up. That's that's that was probably the second most. My 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 rookies was very encouraging, and then my shit show of a revolver quarterback situation. Uh, you know, showed me a little bit more confidence this week with Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew. Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, all, of all scoring over 20 points, and Dwayne Haskins almost scoring 20 points. Yeah. And keeping his job. So, which uh, is the most important thing for tick, now. TikTok, right? I mean, I, yeah. yeah. I just, I root for Sam, I root for all these guys just to keep their job because right. I don't know if this is a given. Gaines, how, how happy were you with Ronald Jones' performance also as the lead back with Fournette out? I mean, Ronald Jones dropped a lot of passes, which you don't like to see. That's that's not the eye test. But no, but it is like as a runner, he pa- he 100% passes the eye test. Like this guy is explosive when he touches the ball on the ground. He's got to work on his hands. He worked a lot on it over the week. And I know Keyshawn Vaughn caught a touchdown pass, but he also had drops. So I guess we'll see if Leonard Fournette's playing this week, whether or not Ronald Jones will get another shot at it. But as a runner, he looks, he looks the part. So yeah, 20 rushes, 111 yards, 5.6 yards per carry, which is exceptional. It's great. Keyshawn Vaughn also like nearly dropped that pass that he ended up scoring on. It was one of the clumsiest catches that I, that I've seen. <laughs> and Tom Brady was very unhappy at multiple points throughout that game with the drops he did not they didn't neither of them passed the tom brady the tom brady eye test what, <laughs> what do his eyes look like test 
and he was probably on the sideline calling James White like, dude, we need you back. Like, <laughs> Just we need crying. You to come here, please. He's calling for Julian Edelman, but Sean wouldn't take him. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Edelman had a, had a few bad drops. He did. But we're over it. Can we talk um, about Steve's team for a second? On Steve's side. Yeah, on Steve's side. Robbie Steve Anderson side. is looking good. Robbie Anderson is looking good. 13.9. He's, what, the 10th best receiver, I think? 12th position rank. So, God, it just if you click on his picture, though, he looks skinnier he than Will Fuller. <laughs> like, oh, he's definitely skinnier than Will yeah, Fuller. Is sure. he like a buck 40? He's Honestly. A, he's a skeleton. He's definitely not – how tall is Robbie Anderson? Like 6'2", six, 6'1". Six, he's he, so skinny. He's, he doesn't weigh more than 165. Yeah. Anyways, but still producing. Yeah. Somehow. I hate it, but I don't want to make this matchup about me. You're not a big Robbie <laughs> oh, Anderson guy? Jason, Jason why, do you, why do you hate Robbie Anderson? I hate Robbie Anderson and myself because I traded him away along, along <laughs> with my first round pick for, for Tyrell Williams in a second. And there hasn't been on IR, right? <laughs> Correct. There hasn't been a day in my life <laughs> since that trade that I haven't one thought about that trade and two just been disgusted about that, about that trade. Uh, by far, by far the biggest blemish on yeah uh, on the voice of reasons uh, resume. resume. What, what a shist! My gosh. But this is not this matchup is not about me. Do you like, have I felt good to get out? What about the first – what came out of the first round pick and what came out of the second round? Do you, do you know? Did you have The first round pick was Judy, which <sighs> – ouch. <sighs> and the second round pick was uh, – well, I, I picked Jalen Hurts and Denzel Mims. I mean, okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what came out of either of the Yeah, picks. I know. Because yeah, that's tough. It's, it's a tough one. But hey, I, mean, I wish I, I could make you feel better. I just you're gonna have to keep thinking about it <laughs> until the day uh, Robbie Anderson breaks yeah. his body because he's 140 pounds. Yeah, I, I didn't think about the fact that Robbie Anderson might leave New York. That also is besides the point, and there's no excuses here. That's all. Yeah. But the rest of Steve's team actually performed really well. He had very top-heavy guys, and then pretty disappointing performances. The disappointments were from Kenyon Drake, 3.5 fantasy points, Zach Ertz in a depleted Philly arsenal, only putting up 4.9 points and Michael Gallup in a Scott, in a really high scoring affair, only putting up 3.9. So yeah, but those, those points went to Amari though. So he's got Amari and Michael Gallup. So you got to figure that those will even out over the course of. Oh, I forgot about that. But they also went to CD lamb who he's playing against. So. Yeah, that's tough. tough. But, I mean, if Amari's putting up 27, that's kind of like Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup <laughs> both putting up 14 or 15. You know what I mean? I guess I totally, so, yeah. I totally forgot that he had Amari Cooper. That makes me like the trade a lot less. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, wow. the trade for Michael Gallup? Yeah, like having starting Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. But it's the stack in case uh, they'd pull a Jarvis Landry OBJ play where Jarvis Landry rolls out and throws it 37 yards. That's a good point. Yeah, I see that at least three times in next week's game. Yeah. Michael, Michael Gallup, three throwing bad. touchdowns, calling it now. I said it last week too, but Dalvin Cook is actually the best running back in the Yeah, ball. no, he is. 
and you said last week, aside from all the other good running backs, yeah, I you, think he is. I still think he is the best running back in football. Yeah, right he's, now, he's I think Dalvin Cook is the best running back in football right now. It's disappointing that Kenyon Drake's been given the lead back duties and hasn't really taken off, hasn't done anything with it. He can't do his, anything though at this point. I his efficiency like is really bad. I feel like Steve's just got to hope that Kenyon Drake, and I think there's a good chance that Kenyon Drake gets better than he's been. Turns right? the car around. He'll, yeah, he'll get better in time. Yeah, I agreed. Leona Lewis and I mean, he has that. Raheem Mostert, James White. I don't know who, he's managing his IR hilariously. When Raheem Mostert comes back, that'll be a huge help to Steve's running back situation also. Yeah, if he's, if he's a little wary of. Court, yeah, I mean, Philip Rivers is just extremely un, uninspiring. Like watching Philip Rivers play, he's got a, a weak arm. He moves the ball down the field somehow. A lot of a lot of slants and and short passes, but you know you're bad when you're a quarterback and they only project you for twelve points. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Brian Horace projected <laughs> eleven points next week. Steve, right. you could you could have Nick Foles for a, a twenty twenty two first. Oh, love it! That's yeah, why you come see. on the pod. You gotta yeah. plug it away. Nice. Jason Dobkin, please introduce this next matchup. It's a very special one to you. It is very special. It was me, Jason Dobkin, against Chris Johns, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> it had me worried. It had me worried over the weekend be- because I was afraid that the Chiefs game wouldn't happen. And that scared me very much. And I didn't want to become three and one. <laughs> but it happened and I lost. And Austin Eckler got hurt. So all oh, in it was all, a great it, week to be Jason. It was a very great week. It was also cool to see Dak Prescott go nuts again. Wow. Yeah, he went absolutely nuts. 37 and a half. Was he the highest scorer this week? No, Joe Mixon no, on the other side. Joe Mixon also went nuts. I mean, the thing I about John's team this week, it was, it was, it was a great week. But like Antonio Gibson scoring 20, he made that trade in the offseason to acquire Will Fuller, Tyler Lockett, and Drew Locke. And then he drafted Gibson with his third-round pick, I think. Yeah. And the fact that Gibson is putting up, like, every week starter points is is huge. Yeah, no doubt. And, I'm and he's, he's getting the game. touches. He's, he's getting fed. So um, he had 17 touches last week, 12 the week before, 14. Yeah, as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, it was very – a very inspiring performance from John's team and I'm more scared of his team now than I was yeah before and the most inspiring part about it has to be Joe Mixon yeah I mean you you knew Joe Mixon was gonna eventually start to do something because the same exact thing happened last year um but I think this is more like what we're gonna see from Joe Mixon because you, I, think, you I, think so? You think this is more of the norm than the his five point performances so. and seven 100%. point performances? I think it'll be closer to forty than five. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they just they, they can't. The Bengals can't keep just feeding, force feeding the ball to Joe Burrow. He's had like sixty pass attempts it seems every game. So there many was like back, so there was a lot of talk about like how the Bengals saying, "Oh, Joe Mixon gets better the more he touches the ball as the season goes on and the game goes on," and People seem to say that all the time. And that's like kind of a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but but if they actually think that, then. Yeah, and I mean, especially with no preseason. So you could factor that in too. He's just very good. 
he's Joe Mixon's just very good. Okay. I don't like Joe Mixon. There's something about him. I don't think he's that good of a runner, but I also don't watch him very often. So <laughs> I don't watch him very often either. He just seemed, he seemed, I Joe mean, his, his first three games, he had average uh, yards per carry and they may have been stacking the box rookie quarterback again, 3.6, 2.9, 2.9. This week, six yards per carry against a Jacksonville defense. That is not great, but we'll I think, see. I mean, the I think people are biased. Week. I think people are biased against Joe Mixon because he, he kind of like women. got off to, well, you might be biased and they wouldn't be wrong about that. Uh, well, they, you definitely knocked out a girl on, on camera and that wasn't cool at all. Um, but he is a very good running back. So uh, I think fantasy points are, are ahead for Joe Mixon. He also caught six passes, which it was worrisome. He'd only caught seven through the first three weeks. Yeah, Jason, can we touch on your team? Because we got you on the show, so we need, I feel like we need some airtime. We got to get, get in your head a little bit Okay, what's, can... going, what's going on with, with I root for injuries. Because you, root, you rooted for injuries and you got one to your best player. So is that, I got one. Is that good? <laughs> it's like I said before, it, before it's, it's bittersweet. He, you, despite what I might say all the time, it's not good to see, to see a player go down. It's very sad, but it does make my team worse and it probably will give me a better chance at getting a better pick next year. Um, but what, what else? Ask me questions about my team. Yeah. I'm, so I'm here to answer who, who are you most excited about? Oh, right yeah. Now. Jason Dobkin didn't your, ask me anything. If you're, if you're looking at your team right now and, and every week, who are you looking forward to watching to see how, how they'll perform? Um, well, honestly, it's probably – Van Jefferson, the rookies on my team. Mm. James Robinson, also very fun to watch. Didn't expect the Van the Van Jefferson. The zero I mean, point, oh, three point, the zero point effort this week. Yeah, it must be diff- disappointing watching Van Jefferson. <laughs> what I want, what I want for my team, <laughs> must have been a really sad season so far. I want to acquire young depth, so I want to see those guys that I picked. Mims hasn't played yet, but I want to see those guys do stuff so that they can actually develop an actual role and I can start them down the line mm-hmm. on my team. James Robinson has been very fun to watch, but who knows how long that's going to last. Uh, watching the Vikings is always fun because, you know, maybe maybe Dalvin Cook gets injured. <laughs> <laughs> and Madison, you got Alex, but Madison, yeah. Madison Tyler, it, yeah. is very fun to watch. Tyler Boyd, like you're about to say, is having a very good season. That is very encouraging especially with a young quarterback like Burrow. And he had a touchdown pass called back. Uh, it was a, a penalty. So his, his game could have even been bigger than the 12.9 he put up. Yeah, but that's my answer to that question. I want to see my youngest players perform well and develop into long-term starters. How do you feel about Albert Ugwenubumum? <laughs> I, I don't really feel. God, I, pra- I practiced that pronunciation for hours this morning, and I, I think it paid off. Well, I also have Noah Fant now, so True. I care less cuff. what happens. The tight end, Albert. I mean, he was a fourth round, a fifth round pick. So. Oh, the expired, the extinct fifth round pick. <laughs> the no. last of a dying breed, Albert Alcorn Yeah, he'll be the last. And oh, then you have. Talk, Gun- we shouldn't talk about him. Gunner also. Gunner Olszewski. <laughs> 
had an amazing catch, honestly, 1.6 points. But that catch yeah, was – that's going to get you more snaps in a Bill Belichick offense. Awareness. Here's what happened with, with Gunner is I was listening to something. <laughs> it was a bold prediction thing. And the guy said – one of his bold predictions was something good about Gunner. <laughs> Olszewski. So I picked him up and stashed him. And I expect great things. All right, we'll see how it plays Dak, out. He's officially Dak off Prescott, the IR. Dak Prescott's also on pace for over 6,000 passing yards for those that are on pace, guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys, but he is what? just – Like 6,000 plus. I think Manning's record is, what, like 5,500 max. It wasn't that Manning that had the re- record. It was that Broncos year. Here's the the recent fantasy news on Dak Prescott is the NFC is historically bad. Can the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Washington just be decent? That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the what, name. What's Very the fantasy strange. spin? No, what's they the don't even. Spin? The fantasy spin is at three twelve and one. The Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Washington have been dominated by the rest of the league. Still, one of them has a chance has to win the division. Wait, Dude, this is a mistake. This. There's literally this. nothing about Dak. No, that's a mistake. That, <laughs> that's like a, a a homepage promo that's supposed to go in like the bottom yeah. left corner. <laughs> it was tagged wrong. There's our news guy. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have more questions about about my team? I think you've covered just about every mediocre player on your squad. <laughs> a pleasure jason <laughs> but he did he does have two first round picks waiting in the wings i do start scouting start scouting baby i hope that second first round pick that you have is a bad one jason well i mean you're <laughs> that's undefeated. upsetting actually you must be rooting against my team we're pretty good friends well it's actually it upset me a little bit because you have won two weeks no yep, i was just gonna bring that up i was just gonna bring that up jason a win, I mean, a win is a win, but let's, let's you, go scored, on to the you, next you scored less than 120 points in both those wins, yeah. and that is bullshit. Let's go to the next matchup, <laughs> and this is our final matchup of the week, and this was, this was declared by Grant last week on the show, self-promoting his matchup for the following week as the matchup of the week uh, against Kinter's team, the Tiger Kings. So Grant's guys got game against the Tiger Kings, and – it was a barn burner. It's no, a... no, no, no. It was a slaughter. It was Kinster didn't stand a chance this entire game. I kind of let him on, let him stay close, thinking he had a chance on Monday let's, night. Let's remove the bias from our broadcast, Grant. <laughs> it's disgusting. I agree. One sixteen to one sixteen point three two to one fourteen in favor of Grant Scott's got games. Who's the only? 4-0 slash 8 hockey point team in the league right now. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out firing. I think Grant's a fraud. I think Grant's guys got games that are fraud. You think it's fixed? You think the league's fixed? I, they're, they're really just not that good. They and schedule it's right now. Right now. Yeah, they should not be. Then, I, then you're going to you're gonna have to defend yourself on the power ranking aspect because I've, I've seen a sneak well, peek the, and I'm, I'm quite high. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, power ranking, the power ranking is because you're 4-0 right now and you're only going to get better when McCaffrey and Bell come back and Cam Newton come back. The fact that you're winning these games right now 
and you're gonna kind of it looks like you're waltzing towards a bye while the the core of your team is kind of injured and especially in weeks where you've had two weeks where where you haven't been in the top six in scoring and you've still gotten wins so you're yeah. escaping and oh of course i would you're only gonna get better that. so yeah. yeah my team's been an undeserving four now my team's been pretty bitten by the injury bug I'm super happy that Chris Carson played this week and seemed unfazed entirely by the the knee scare. So had 23.5 points to lead my team. Uh, Josh Allen has just continued to be an absolute stud. Logan Thomas, absolute dud, 1.3 points. He was my projection to be like the guy. I'm going to have to reevaluate my tight end position after uh, shipping Noah Fant off to the injuries. And O.J. Howard is done. O.J. Howard's done. Yeah, started, so Grant's come tight end too. depth is what was once a strength that we were praising weeks ago. And Grant's four looking good tight ends are down to two. Yeah. One looking good and one looking mediocre. <laughs> and, like, can we – Cam Newton, that was such a bummer. That news just hurt me to my core. Like, that – sucked yeah i mean the good news for you is that the word on the street is that he's asymptomatic there's a chance that he could be back as soon as i don't know if he'll be back he probably won't be back next week i think it's there's a a good possibility that he'll be back in two weeks if he yeah if if the virus if he tests negative twice i believe well they have and to buy they have to buy week six so they? so he's got so that's good for you relatively like if you only have to miss one or two games and Kirk is it's Kirk's on a buy, right? So no, no. you it's not like Yeah, but know. it's not what I traded a first round pick for, you know. So I mean you'll obviously, have, you'll obviously you'll have him in the you'll have him in the in the playoffs though. Like that's kind of what yeah. you play for too. So if you're getting the wins. So what, <laughs> as long as what, you're as long as you're getting the wins when you're not scoring points, it doesn't matter, right? That's true. So, so what went wrong here for, for Kinster's team? Oh Daryl Henderson. I don't know what Sean McVay was doing. He was playing Malcolm Brown for a drive. He was playing Daryl Henderson for a drive. They couldn't get him going. And I just don't, it just didn't really make sense to me with Cam Akers out. The the way that Daryl Henderson ran the ball the past two weeks, yeah. I would have thought that you would let him, because he's an explosive player. And if you give him enough touches, he'll break one free. Um, so I just, I just found the usage a little interesting. Um, at least the Rams were able to pull out a win, so you can't really. But I mean, seventeen to nine against the Giants, pretty uninspiring. Uh, I think. You know. Uninspiring is the the key word this week. That's our our third T-shirt is uninspiring. I love it. <laughs> I think David Montgomery is also was also part of it. it. I think he's David Montgomery is a guy that feels like should be on Team Yucky Yuck. <laughs> does oh man he'd be like the the captain of yucky yuck he's just so disappointing it's he's, and he's, he's gonna keep doing though. this he does this he's he, good though and he's he gets a ton of touches I, guess, he, I mean he the guy gets feels like he's touching the backfield every single time he gets the ball and he fights his ass off to get like two yards every play and he can he run roots downfield and catch the ball and yet he just continuously puts up between five and ten points on most weeks I will say I don't like benching Terry McLaurin. I don't know how he fits him into the lineup here, but I think you got to play McLaurin. And I've been obviously Aaron, Aaron like, Jones has a bye next week, so he'll at least be in in there for sure next week. Yeah, it was the Ravens, which is I'm sure why he did it. 
Yeah, that's yeah, but he I is mean, he is the offense. I mean, at the same time, Daryl Henderson, Daryl Henderson coming off those two games and Cam Akers not being there, like. Yeah, I don't. I don't fault him. I don't fault him against the Giants. I don't fault him for that. Yeah, and I'm not even saying he should have started him over Daryl Henderson. I don't really have a solution there because David Montgomery. Also, I mean, I, I guess you start him regardless, especially with Tariq Cohen out. You didn't know the game plan. They could have just fed Montgomery the ball. Did they? How many carries did he get? No, he had ten carries. He had touches, right? He had ten he had carries, badges. twenty-seven yards. Wait, how did he even muster nine point two points? Three receptions, 30 yards. He just doesn't score touchdowns. because That still doesn't add terrible. up. These numbers must be wrong. He might have had a two-point conversion. Uh, yeah, it must have. Might have. The old two-point conversion. Um, ESPN doing a fantastic job uh, forecasting Kirk Cousins' point total. <laughs> 14.9, right on the dot. He might be the most predictable <laughs> quarterback in <laughs> – in football. Also, just watching the Vikings play, it makes you really hate being a Kirk Cousins owner because they rush it like 76% of the time. Unverified, but... I heard a stat. It was like the, the Vikings are averaging like 47 plays per game, which is devastating to hear if you own and any Vikings. half of those are runs. <laughs> yeah. The, the and, amount of three and outs they have is just ridiculous. At least they got the win last week. Um, right, so we can do power rankings update. Is yeah, let's get into the power rankings at? update. Let's do it. All right. Uh, as always, we'll let the guests uh, introduce our favorite Robert John. No spoilers, Gaines. Come on, I thought I thought the rankings changed this week. Coming in in last place, twelfth place, <laughs> is Robert John. He is. <laughs> he has been tanking. He's still tanking. He will be tanking for. A long time, probably a couple of years. Things, I don't know, honestly, things aren't looking bad for RJ. His team's really bad right now. Things could get better, but like, like I was saying before, I, I wanted to talk about just a little like it's fun to tank and everything, and, and you see tanking teams making these moves and they're acquiring assets and picks, and you're like, wow, like that's awesome. Like that team could be good in a, in a few years, but. And it could be, but all like that those players have to hit. He has to hit on enough of those players yeah. to feel the lineup that can even make the playoffs. I think he's doing a good job. Um, RJ's been I, making moves. I, res- I, I respect the managing uh, part of it because he hasn't given up. I think he's, he's a good trader. Sure. He's made. I think he's made good deals better yeah. than, than the deals that I've made. So right now, right now he's he holding. He, he's holding on to. Two first rounders, is that correct? He's got two first rounders. He's got his first rounder and Steve's first rounder. And Steve's first However, rounder. the big caveat here, and I would call it a pretty big caveat, is he does not have one player that you can say is like a bona fide stud to build around. Like if you if we were doing a redraft league right now, not a yeah. single one of his players would be drafted in like the first sixty picks. <laughs> yeah, I think he's looking for that player in the draft, and I think he would like to have more picks in this draft than he does. And I guess he's hoping AJ Brown can become that player, also. Yeah, I guess. I guess I. I'm not gonna lie; I kind of forgot about AJ Brown. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he was like a fourth or fifth yeah, round was, pick yeah. in drafts, in redrafts this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I agree. He's he's missing that star to build around for sure. 
Whereas Kinsler, Kinsler, Singletary is good. I do think Devin Singletary is a good RB two to kind of like, like he's got a a piece. Yes. And we'll, we'll just to kind of match Kinsler's situation from last year. Did, did Kinsler have a, a started build around? He had Russell Wilson. He had Juju Smith Schuster, who is, and who was and still is like a 22 year old. Yeah. I mean, I kind of put him on the AJ Brown level from last year. I mean, I guess Juju was a, a better prospect. Especially they're the same. They were, both, they were both two, two second yeah, round. But also Ru- to have Russell Wilson, Wilson on your roster also is yeah, yeah, also amazing. Yeah. So, all right, let's move along to number 11. And this is the same from last week. We are sticking with Nick Schraffenberger. So last week we saw Schraff play RJ in the toilet bowl game and RJ lost solidifying his spot as number 12. Schraff remains at number 11, didn't have a good performance, uh, has really no running backs at all, as we were talking about earlier, has decent quarterback play, good quarterback play, actually. So there is hope for Schraff's roster in the future. And we talked about that a little bit, how it's, what, what did you call it? It's not a rebuild. It's a retool. 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 Reload. A reload. Reload. I, like I mean, he, he does have, I if he could figure out what to do on a weekly basis at running back, his team is not like his team could beat anybody's team. Like we, I know we say this a lot and people have been making trades. Like he traded away Derek Henry. So it's people kind of feel like they're not competitive, but there is still 11 teams that could beat any other team every week. And then there's RJ like, that's still the dynamic. Like if you're going up against Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson every week with like, Robert Woods is a good player. Um, Allen Robinson, Mike Gesicki, like he's he's got a team as long as he can figure out who to play at his running back position, and he could beat he could beat anybody any given week. So, yeah, for now, especially with the trading Derrick Henry, I would say he's at the bottom. But he's got three hockey points. He's got three hockey points. He's right there with uh, he is one essentially one game back from the playoffs right now except he's not going to make the playoffs we should, he just doesn't want to at that. all so you can't you can't control how good your how good your guys do <laughs> true the tank is look at, look, in, look at jason imperfect. last week look at jason last week leading the league in points on on tank I, week i needed to do that at least one time to put a picture of myself as the groomy photo Pre-haircut, you've gained Which, six points. True. That's yeah. a long-time tradition, though, when I am the high scorer. For those oh, out there who aren't in our group, which is all, all of you that are not in the league, <laughs> uh, the highest scoring team of the week gets to update the group me avatar. And it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. We, gotta, we, get a nice, we get to look at Jason's mug for the rest of the week. Number 10, we got Jason Dobkin and... Yeah, I mean, he is in open tank mode. He's already sold Carson and Newton for first-round picks. Austin Eckler just got hurt. Michael Thomas, I don't really know what his deal is, but if he's injured, yikes. Yeah. I think Shraff's team could potentially beat Jason one-on-one any given week um, if they were playing on the blacktops. (laughs) For sure. Tanking is fun. I've never tanked in anything before, and – it's fun. 
I'm excited rebuilding. to make. You don't tank, you rebuild. Come on. Yeah, people. I'm rebuilding. There's, term, there's appropriate terminology for everything in order to make see, it. See, see, I'm, I'm so I'm so inexperienced. <laughs> I don't know how to how to talk about it. But it is exciting, and I'm excited to make a bunch of draft picks next year. You gotta start scouting, man. Yeah, I already have. Who do you like? Who do you like? <laughs> are we giving? Are we giving I, I've, I've been caught. I've been caught. I don't know who I like. <laughs> the draft's a year away. I don't know. Have you done any in-person scouting? You get a lot, a lot different of a feel if you're actually there. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I spent but, like three thousand dollars in plane tickets last uh, last off season just scouting players. I'm jealous. I mean, I'm not going to do. He's got to do it virtually now. Oh, that's There's true. Not enough. With the uh, although, although, like it seems like the SEC's got a full stadium every single day, time you look at. <laughs> well, Jason's only drafting SEC guys. Let's be real. I'm just gonna hop in the film room at some point over the next year, and it'll be fun. Love it, love it, love the commitment. And coming in at number nine is Will, the enemy of the pod, <laughs> which for this week is the enemy of me because I'm on the pod. <laughs> Will. I love Will's team. It's not a good team this year, especially after Chubb went down. But I think dynasty-wise, Will's team might be the most fun dynasty team in this league. That's a really the- good shout. I, I completely agree with you. I really like Will's team, too. And I've, I've like, drooled about Kyler Murray so much. But just his, I, I really like his team. They're just fun. Every time Will like makes a move, I'm like, oh, I love that move. I love that move for Will, and I wish I had his team. He's certain he's not the best team because Kinsler and Gaines are the best teams, but I I just love his team. I don't. I probably shouldn't say it too much more because well, his team. Weird. If you love his team, then and and one of the he is currently slotted as the points stand today to be a playoff team. Mm. So I don't know. Like he's shown that he can beat teams. So I mean. Any team can beat any other team on any given week. Yes. But it's there's a big difference between that and winning enough games to make the playoffs, winning the first round of the playoffs, and then winning the second round of the playoffs, and then winning the championship. That's true. <laughs> big, big difference. Big difference. But you never know. Sean, we look at last year's winner. Sean was the sixth seed in, in the league. And if we were doing hockey point standings, he wouldn't have even made the playoffs last year so i mean you know ne- you never know if you any given sunday so if you have a chance to win and th- that's the thing is with will's team is that while he doesn't look like he's positioned to win this year especially with chubb being out he doesn't have a whole lot of moves to make because all of his guys are young anyway so he's kind of just sitting there and waiting he doesn't it's not like he has people that he can really sell um you know, he's got, so all he can do really, it might as well just sit there and try to win games. And Hey, if you win, if you win, you win. <laughs> and if you make the playoffs, you know, you make a run at it, especially if Chubb comes back. Cause it's really just that second running back position. He's going to get Jimmy Garoppolo back and Brandon Ayuk looks great. You can slide right him right into the flex and seems looking good. So. And he wants to win too. So that should help propel his players. Yeah. Get him motivated in the locker room. Uh, slotting in at number eight is Sean Bassett, the owner of a whole bunch of yucky yuck. And he had a two raise bump from a two slot bump from week three where he was rated 10th. So Sean on the up 
Um, yeah. Big win. Big win. I mean, the, the points speak for themselves. Uh, that's why he was raised. And a lot of that's because George Kittle is back. And that makes his team just George Kittle's better. back. Devontae Adams still injured. But when he comes back, he could, he, I could see him, him bumping up even more. So. And that Devontae Parker trade was just a no-brainer for him. That's a good. That's a great move. That's that was a really, really good move by Sean. I think Sean won that on the last slide. So what is Sean's record? Is it two and two? So Sean, yep. we don't do records here on in the PFFL. <laughs> we do hockey points. Uh, so Sean is has four hockey points. Sean has four hockey points. So that he's got two wins. Yes, he's two and two. For those of you that still are in the, the golden age <laughs> he's still yucky yuck though yeah it's not t- it's not quite time to change his team name yet he did post the most points this week though so trending in the right direction but still yucky uck i like that games yucky uck yucky yuck and probably relieved that that he, that he didn't do that trade <laughs> But his team may, may also get better if Joshua Kelly can can do something in Austin Eckler's absence and cement himself as the number one back now. Yeah, I mean, he definitely showed a good amount in the first couple of weeks, even yeah. when Eckler was in there. So I would be – a lot of people had the chance to draft Joshua Kelly. So I'm sure Sean is ecstatic. <laughs> Gabe, do you want to introduce the next one? Yeah, number seven, we got Shramatal, we got Scotty Killa, four three wheels, uh, riding the bench this week and right to a loss. So Shrey dropped. No, just kidding. Shrey didn't drop at all. Shrey is right where he is. And this is probably where he should be. Honestly, Shrey could be lower. And we'll Low, talk about lower we'll as in lower uh, as in worse on okay. the power rankings. Potentially. Uh, he did have his quarterbacks out this week, um, which made his team look a lot worse. Um, but I'll talk about this when we go into our, our brief forecast match of the week, matchup of the week next week. But Trey is one week away from being dead. I could declare Trey as team dead if he loses next week. Because I think, I don't know, he's had a couple of heartbreaking losses. Say going out, he just traded for Devonta Freeman. Yuck. Yuck. So, I, I don't know. Actually, he could be dead pretty soon. But due to his recent anti-rebuilding comments, if he were to die this season, he would not be able to rebuild because it would harm his reputation irreparably. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Shrey. Yeah, Shrey, it seems like you just got to ride this one out, man. Sorry. Well, I told him to not give up hope, actually, over the weekend when we were texting. I said, Trey, don't give up hope. He shouldn't because he's the one. He's the one preaching. He's the one uh, preaching to compete any any given Sunday. Everybody stay competitive. So yeah, you know, I hope I hope he is competitive. But so we're halfway through the power rankings, and from my perspective, I think we're we've reached a tier at the final six at the playoff teams. I think these six incoming teams are the playoff teams. Okay, let's get to it then. Coming in at number six is Ben Speck, still named Team Speck. I further, I don't I don't think Speck should change his name. I think it should remain Team Speck. But 
Specs team, like I said, I, I agree very much so with these with this ranking of six. I think it what is it, like a three spot drop from last week? Yeah. It is a three spot drop from last week, yep. I agree with it. I think you just have to take into account how volatile his team is. And even though it's the most dangerous team in the league, it comes with a lot of risk. And the name of the game in fantasy football is consistency. You have to be consistently good every single week to win. And his team Much is not. Wow. You're what? good, Jason. Sorry. That was great, Jason. <laughs> you got you got a future, man. I don't oh, even want, I think that was, that was perfect. And given the time, I think we should just move to, to number five. Um, sitting at number five is Chris Johns. He's up just one spot. And actually, Schraff predicted this. Chris Johns has wavered between five and six each week. So now, as predicted by Schraff, he's back to number five. And a really, really solid outing. And extremely uh, positive, especially given the fact that he didn't have a second quarterback slotted in there. So he has Drew Locke hopefully coming back uh, this week for him. And, yeah, just to shore up his lineup even more. It's a lot to like from, from Johns' team. And coming yeah. in at number four is McCollum. Uh, Steve, I think, and so Grant in production, in our production meeting, said that <laughs> <laughs> said that he thinks that Chris John should leapfrog Steve McCollum in the, in the power rankings this week. Yeah, and pretty adamantly. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now, live on the show. Wow. I'm going to do it because I agree. I think, I think. Chris, Chris, John's, I'm, Chris John's team is ranked four and Steve is ranked five. And the reason for – and back to Chris John's. So now we're not going to touch on Steve because – No, Steve, not at we all. We went from five to four. <laughs> 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 and he's not listening. So. <laughs> but, but Chris John's has Patrick Mahomes and Steve McCollum does not. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. So – and if, Chris and if Mixon, if Mixon can stay alive, oh my gosh, yeah, really, really scary, scary team with Zeke scary. too. Although, yeah, so we can move on to three. <laughs> Steve, keep keep doing your thing, man. Coming in at number three is Grant Sky's got game. That was, it was not a guess. That was that was a, that was a guess, and it was the wrong guess. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, oh, so we were coming just in at number three. Coming in at number three is Jay Kinzer. Oh, Jay Kinzer and then Grant? Oh, we're Kinser getting a live reaction. Okay. Um, for, the, for, the, for those not listening, Jason doesn't have the power rankings in front of him, the commissioner <laughs> and I do. And Jason thought that number three would be Grant, myself, and number two would be Kinzer. Well, I also suffer from what's called take lock, where you convince yourself that. Like I convinced myself that the two Jakes had the best teams in the league and that there was no scenario in which that would not be the, how the power ranking shook out, but that's yeah. honestly not that big of a deal. Um, in, in, to be fair, I'm with you. I, I think that Kinser should be number two. I think I got lucky this week. I've gotten lucky week two. I'm four and oh, so my record's good. Gaines said earlier that I'm this way because I, you know, I've performed well, even with the injuries. So, performed yeah. well enough to win. Yeah, I mean, anyways, I have eight eight points. I mean, so yeah, 
I, Grant Grant is ahead of Kisser because he just beat Kisser on the road. <laughs> with all those fans. And Grant just beat Kisser on the road without Cam Newton. Like, and the Pats couldn't do that. So, like, that's, that is why Grant is ahead. You got to go with the record. I do think Kisser has a deeper team. As Grant gets into the buys, especially if he has injuries, it, it'll be interesting to see if he can hold his, his stranglehold on that that first place kind of buy situation. But yeah, uh, yeah. but Kinsler's three and Kinsler's team looks great with Stefan Diggs and Kenny Galladay in there. Uh, he just needs to get a little bit more consistent running back production out of those guys that were like Henderson and Montgomery. Yeah. And my team is sitting at two and taking the cake at number one is the commish, Jake Gaines. Self-rank, the old self-rank one. Self-rank one, and your co-host is number two. So this podcast has really just boosted our our rankings here. I love it. And the previous East, the previous, Earned. the teams previously considered the East division were kind of rolling until I made that switch in the power rankings. <laughs> I do not remember the divisions at all. Who's who was in the East and who's West? Gaines, Grant, Kinsler, McCollum. And, wow. and then there was, and the, the, the Eastern division was historically the weaker of the two. See, this is, this is why I'm glad we got rid of divisions. True. Exactly. Yeah. I did want to make but, one, I want to make one small point. I think everyone listening should know the context that when we started the dynasty league, Jake Gaines and Jake Kinser were the only two people who had previously played dynasty. So it is not, it's not a coincidence that they are one in three and probably soon to be one and two in the power rankings. Wow. That's a really Good underrated contact. point. Really Good underrated contact. point. Experience, experience matters. Yep. Swindled me for a first rounder last year, Gaines. You know what you were doing. <laughs> That's how you do it. I've, I've since done it in, in other leagues. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. All right. I think our last segment is going to be a really super brief one, and it's looking forward to this week just what are our top matchups, what to, what to keep an eye on. Gaines, yeah, and I'll you, go, you had one that we were pretty passionate about. Yeah, I'll about. go first. Yeah, yeah. Shrey, Shrey versus Johns is the matchup that I'm looking forward to because two things. One, I've said it a lot of times, I guess three times or two times, as many times as we've had the podcast. <laughs> I can never rank Shrey and Johns. They, are so, they, they were always so similar to me where I felt like they were like the yin and the yang of each other where – they had really good players. They didn't have a lot of depth or they didn't have a lot of quarterback depth, but they had, you know, good depth elsewhere. Um, so that one I'm really looking forward to see, especially because, as I mentioned before, if Shrey loses, he's dead. So Johns has, has a chance to lock himself in as that fourth best team for a while. And then Trey could be, you know, sitting at potentially pick two because he's currently tied for, for la- second to last in hockey points right now. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Jason, do you have a matchup that's popping out to you? Yeah, well, I, I had third dibs on, <laughs> on the matchup of the week. So mine's very simple. It's me, I root for injuries, versus Svek. And it's just for the reasons that I've said before, that Svek's coming off two dud weeks and really needs to pick up an easy one against a team that it just lost Austin Eckler and is overall not very good. 
this is four points. This is a, those are both two teams that have four points right now. So could sep- could separate from the pack either way. Yeah. The one that I'm watching super closely is uh, the Tiger Kings, Jake Kinser versus Steve McCollum, Team McCollum, uh, both sitting at two and two, both pretty high in the power rankings. It'll just be a dog fight, I think. Um, should be a That's fun five. one to watch. Yeah, that would be a if if the if the season were to end right now, that would be a preview of the wild card matchup. Mm. So that's a mm. that's an interesting one for sure. Oh, Potential yeah. playoff preview. Another note on the playoffs: just realize that there is no way to change who's playing each other in the playoffs in ESPN. So that's going to be have to tra- have to be tracked offline. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. That means all projections too. Hmm. That'll be fun. Very fun. Roll right. punches. Yeah. All right. Ooh, that was a doozy. <laughs> that was that was a long one. I feel. We'll we'll do some cutting. No, we won't actually. Jason Dobkin, what a debut on the podcast! It was an absolute pleasure, and you were amazing. Way way yeah. better than Shraff. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that. The pleasure is all mine. I hope to come back, but I know that you have to be fair to everybody else and it's and see, it's not about well. fairness it's it's whatever our agents think is best for the pod well, i have a really good i have a really good agent so yeah, I, I trust you, that you negotiated a pretty good rate for this for this three hours <laughs> <laughs> well your agent i mean your agent's shit. yeah no if i like if i had a crystal ball in front of me i see you back in the future and it was a real honor to have you on yeah keep that hair fresh baby I oh will. yeah, you I'll, gotta you gotta get a cut the day before or the day different. of your losing days. <laughs> that that goes without saying. Except oh, so don't have me on for like uh, eight weeks, seven weeks, <laughs> just to keep the normal flow of things. Haircuts get expensive otherwise. I'm with you. The normal flow of things, nice, Jason. Oh, <laughs> was that a, flow. No pun intended. Yeah, no, it was intended. <laughs> Jason, your teeth are so white too. Thank you. I brush them. Is this show brought to you by Crest? <laughs> I think so. Are you wow. are you a big Colgate guy? I actually got this new toothpaste. It's called it's called Boca. Really? Is it it's from? Spelled with, it's spelled with a K though. B O K A. I thought it was a play on your mouth. Uh, yeah. Like Spanish mouth. But it's spelled with a K, which I don't know. I. I mean, you got to throw a special K in there. Do you have a shout out for Boca? Because I feel like that's the small kind of market that we need to be targeting with these sponsorships. I do. Boca is so apparently toothpaste brands, all the major toothpaste brands put stuff in their toothpaste that's bad for you. And Boca does not. So Wow. Wait, so you're telling me that when I brush my teeth, I'm I'm putting bad chemicals in my mouth? Yep. Yet the American Dental Association still says that they recommend this nine out of 10 toothpastes. Yeah. I mean, the, wow. the American dental association is probably bought out by the yeah. large dental brands. You think they have, they have ulterior motives, different interests. So that's, that's the promo Buy a toothpaste you've never heard of before. I think we should poll Americans on like their trust levels of the American dental association. Cause I have, I have no reason to doubt them. I have a pretty high. Oh, you, there's no reason to doubt them until you hear it. Yeah. You're the reason to doubt them. And now I'll never unhear it though. Yep. So Boca, Boca toothpaste, that's all to say. Bye Boca.
<laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of pod three, episode three of the Pipeline Fantasy Pod. What a blast it was. It's great to be with you. Great to be with everyone. Love you guys.